Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am one of your hosts, Dan Ryan. Uh, no relation to the Dan Ryan who's 40 years older, yeah. uh, who you know and love now. I see. Uh, joined, as always, by my co-host. I'm Whitney's Miltank's rage personified, Jonathan Kwiatkowski. Of course. Yes. Um, so, we kind of, we've, we've disrupted the flow of time mm. here. Uh, Already, right off the bat, starting with the little japes, huh? <laughs> because, uh, you know, it is episode 251, and I figured, you know, last time we hit 150, we did our little uh, goober Pokemon trilogy. Uh, we've done... A hundred episodes ago! A hundred episodes, oh that's, that's right. Uh, and, you know, and then we also did the Lucario movie separately by mm. itself, because we liked that one. Uh, but with 251 rolling around, 251, of course, corresponds to everyone's favorite little onion fairy, Celebi. Uh, so we're going to do that movie today, for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> so It's a celebiation here. <laughs> it is, and that's I think that's actually the song that's oh, used shut in up. this movie. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. It's C-E-L-E Braid oh. is, is some, sung somewhere in here. We Yikes. will be hearing it. Mm. Um, but uh, I think we do have a decent amount of news to yes, get through yes, yes. in our opening today here. Um, I will go first, mm -hmm. as is traditional. One Piece, I watched last week's episode, Yes, and it was just law fighting people. Well, not just fighting anyone, fighting I, Blackbeard. Blackbeard, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess that was a big reveal. It's that, a big deal, yeah. yeah. Why is that horse so sick? <laughs> um, because his rider his, is his also sick, because yeah. he belongs to Doc Q, mm. and the horse's name is Stronger, by mm. the way. Yeah, I, um, I was piecing together all these zany characters. Well, uh, if you wish... I could I could do my own little Nico Robin sure, why info not? corner. Yeah, give me some info. Uh, Blackbeard, within the, the course of the time skip, became one of the four emperors. Mm -hmm. uh, at this point in the story, post-Wano, he is still one of the four emperors, alongside Luffy, uh, Buggy, and Shanks. Mm -hmm. um, but Blackbeard has been infamous for, uh, you know, during the Paramount War, he figured out that he could use his Darkness Darkness Fruit mm -hmm. to absorb other people's Devil Fruit powers, because there was some sort of weird magic reflex that kicks in when someone using a Devil Fruit uh, dies, mm -hmm. I, I believe is the condition that has to be met, and Blackbeard can kind of intercept the power that's going to reincarnate, mm. and then absorb it f into his own being, and throughout the course of the time skip, he has been hunting down Devil Fruit users oh. all over the, you know, new world. It sounds like the final bad. It, it's try could, to face, yeah. it could be. Mm. Um, but but that's the main thing, is that when you see a character that runs afoul of Blackbeard, he is out there hunting for Devil Fruit powers, because he's taking them in and then redistributing them to his crew. own crew, uh, you know, who... You know, it's a mix of his original crew plus other criminals that he's gathered. Doc Q and his horse were obviously the doctor mm -hmm. of the original crew. Now they are all his fleet commanders. Um, and I believe that Doc Q always had his devil fruit power, but Stronger was given the fruit that turned him into a Pegasus mm -hmm. in the time skip, I mm -hmm. think. Um, so we got to worry about law because we don't know if we don't know if he stands a chance or not. I think he's going to be fine. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was cool to kind of get to see his crew flex for once, because we don't see, like, his two goobers who, uh, you know... The strong one and the, the shooty one. Yeah, and the, uh... Well, 
Oh, and the nice guy is back too. Yeah, mm. yeah. What's he doing there? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it, it, it's a it's an exciting turn of events because uh, if you if you've seen in the opening the banger of an opening, mm-hmm. we do have a confrontation between Law and Blackbeard. Yes. But we also have one coming between Kid and Shanks mm-hmm. too. So we're gonna have these separate storylines going on this this arc. Huh? Yep, because because okay. shit's going down all over the place. Right, that's so. interesting. Yeah, I was just like, oh, well, here's something completely different. Yeah, that I'm watching now. I just wanted to see Robin get her cool little outfit, but apparently that's this episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next, I have Delicious in Dungeon. Still been watching. Weekly, yes. Uh, my girls, Marcel and Fallon, got their backstory in magic. They did. And it was you know, cool. That's the Jonathan trope. So this was my favorite episode yet. Um, with the animation in Trigger. Um, you know when they're having that final fight against the Undine, mm-hmm. Undine. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, in the end, but it was very well animated. The stakes were high. Magic was used, and these two parties—they're slightly getting ready to converge now. Yeah. So something's gonna go down, I think, betwixt them. Yeah, and those characters keep showing up in the opening, yeah. so we have to assume must we're going be important to in some way to to learn more. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was a good episode. I like the little thing where oh, this is a little we're teaching mages how to navigate. Or, or how the magic of dungeons work mm-hmm. because you put a little soil into a pot and it looks like a dungeon yeah, yeah. and then that's that's the same ecosystem so it's like yeah i like it it's mm-hmm. good world building yep yeah. yep uh my next thing is a big thing mm-hmm. um a certain tv show a live adaptation tv show yes so if you have anything <laughs> um, else to speak on before it speak now dan or forever hold your peace um well that was the big thing that i was going to get to the only okay. other thing was that i saw uh, with our, our friend of the podcast, Matt Cabrera, we went and saw the IMAX re-release of Tenant, yep. um, and it was very quality. Mm. I, I had only ever seen, like, half the movie, because uh, I didn't go to see it in theaters when it was originally out. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not alone in that boat, um, but, you know, Matt Cabrera got the tickets to, you know, I figured if I'm finally going to see it and see it in a focused manner. Mm-hmm. I'll do it on the IMAX, big screen. Biggest and screen in the country. It was it was good. Yeah. Good show. And yeah. we're going again this week, too. Yeah, for, for Dunk 2. Oh, Dunk 2. Dunkirk. Yes. <laughs> the spice melange. I could smell it already. Um, Do you want to save live action to the end, then? Well, we got video games. We do have a lot of video games. Which would you prefer to speak on Let's first? just start with the live action. All right, so Avatar The Last Airbender, unless you've been living under a rock like some earthbenders on an island, <gasps> um, <laughs> has come out to mixed praise. Yeah, very mixed praise. Um, a lot of, yeah, my Twitter's kind of going back and forth between it. Um, and I felt, just from watching the first two episodes, that's all I've gotten through so far, mm-hmm. um, that the praise and the, um, the non-praise is worth it. It is a very mixed show for me as well. Yes. There's things it does well, like the production design, the costuming, and like the overall colors and stuff, I, I think are, they pop on the screen. Um, but the acting is a little bit hammy, and it has a slightly more serious tone than the original subject matter. Yes. Yeah. So, I miss the goofy uh, kids at times. Uh, Oh, so I had previously told you, probably I think off mic. You that vowed I, never to watch this. I'm um, not doing that. But I put it on and I end up watching the whole thing. Mm. Over the course of a few days, I watched the whole season. And my, like, unironically, same as you, mm. my opinion is split down the middle. It's mid. It It, it, is, it is strangely mid. Mm. And I will give... All the props that are due for what, like what you said, the production design, the sets, the you know, the fight choreography. Mm-hmm. They kind of learned from what went wrong with the 
the M. Night Shyamalan movie. They got, they seem to have gotten actual, like, martial arts choreographers to, to handle it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the styles are remaining more unique to each element. It's, it, it, you know, I think everything is looking how it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the... Oh, and General Iroh. Oh, of course. Yeah. He your, is... Your fave character. My favorite character, mm-hmm. perhaps one of my all-time fave characters, yeah. is is kind of brought to life perfectly. Uh, I, I barely have any recollection of what he was like in the previous live-action movie, mm-hmm. but um, he, he, he is great in this show. When we get more of his background and, like, why he kind of sees Zuko as, like, a, you know, a hopeful member... Mm-hmm of you know the the, the royal family yeah. it's it's a beautifully done scene when you get to that mm-hmm. part eventually i'm like okay unironically this is great this is something that you know even the original could have benefited from having in it mm-hmm. um but the acting of everyone else is it's just off is yeah. is off yeah i mean they're young so they're that's young good they didn't cast adults as children they didn't mm. but also some of the adults are really yeah. bad too yeah. and there's this odd trend and i don't know if it's uh you know and this is a discussion that we could get into where i i bring this up and then you as the peanut gallery were like well dan when you're making a motion picture <laughs> you have to consider many things to bring the and like i don't know if it's because this is obviously a multi-year thing where they're going to have to lock these actors down but there are a lot of people in rubber old person makeup mm-hmm. that don't need to be in rubber old person mm-hmm. makeup. Boomy is very clearly in old person makeup, and you think, oh, okay, clearly they, you know, because that's the whole joke with Boomy. He's mm-hmm. going to take off his jacket. He's going to be a jacked, yeah. like, you know, Olympian athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to hire someone younger. But it's not. Oh. It's He's just kind of like a regular beefy dude underneath that Mm -hmm. but he's still wearing the old man makeup and it's Mm -hmm. like we we don't see him as like an adult before he is an old man we just see him as a kid Mm -hmm. so there's no reason to do that i get the sense that paku is wearing like makeup Mm -hmm. maybe to make him look more like his cartoon self but Mm -hmm. i don't know who was attached to paku to the point where (laughs) They weren't going to just let an old guy play him. Someone's on Paku Patrol. You know, and there's still clearly, the way it's edited, stunt doubles are still being used. There's no danger to any of these older well, there, actors. There's a lot to... of high body counts in this, too. They really started with the death in this one. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's very... Like, they addressed the criticisms they had to. They mm-hmm. keep the story beats that people were upset about them taking out and the last the OG team one. was like, no. No, yeah. <laughs> and... You, and, but exactly what you said, like, uh-huh. the, the, the childhood whimsy isn't there anymore. Mm. The acting is off. Azula is wasted here. But she, um, yeah, she didn't really show up until later on, though, right? In, like, the first season? Um, In, in, the, in the original, yeah. she doesn't yeah. show up until the last episode. Yeah. Uh, so she's here but barely doing anything is what you're saying? Yeah, and okay. you, if you're on episode two, you'll probably meet her soon. Oh, all right. Because so they, they get her out a little earlier. Way earlier. Okay. And yeah, they're, they're doing this thing where they're combining plot lines and speeding things up with, like, uh, Sokka and Suki's relationship. And I can understand mm-hmm. some of it, but... Because it, it's only eight episodes. It, it feels yeah. like the Azula edition, and even her whole thing with Ozai is very strange there, because it's like... 
she does not need to be in this season, and it mm-hmm. feels like one of those things where they're just pre- like, look, we casted them. Look, um, look, you know, she's look, a fan favorite villain, Dan. That's look why the... they ended the M Night Shyamalan movie with her. <laughs> Jingle <laughs> with that, the keys with that shit-eating grin. Oh, I'll never forget that reveal. <laughs> and, and you know, and, and Ozai is is perfectly casted, but he didn't need to be sh- like I. They're showing I him loved... too much. Yeah the way that he was handled in that OG series mm-hmm. when you don't see his face until so he's finally looking later. down you, yeah. you know, from Zuko's perspective, like mm-hmm. it's, he is such a great villain and I don't know why they got to steal his thunder. He's the big bad. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's got to remain scary for the entire series. Yeah. Um, so and then there's all those comments that obviously the production people have made. Like we have to make Sokka less of a misogynist, mm-hmm. but and then in but the, he won't do drag though. He won't do drag, <laughs> and then in the process they make Suki like instantly uh, fall in love with him. Yes, and I was like, ooh, I don't, yeah. And UA kind of mm-hmm. would they hand wave it sort uh. of, but 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 Suki is 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 like um. Yeah, it's just strange, like, like give and take. It's like those characters were written that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the discourse on on the boards about, like, oh, is this version of Azula, is, is she the way she is because of trauma? And I never got the sense that Azula was the way she was. Because of trauma. Like, I think she just, the way that it worked out was that Zuko was tight with his mom, mm-hmm. and then Azula was tight with the dad, and Azula looked up to Ozai mm-hmm. for the worse. Like, yeah. she was like, I'm going to embody him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, be what he wants me to be. Yeah. Which, you know, is probably some kind of abuse in its own right, because Ozai is a dick, yes. obviously. He's not a good dad. No, no. Um, but in this version, it's very much like Ozai might care. Mm-hmm. He's like... I have a little Jonathan test of character yeah. for you. Will you pass it? Mm-hmm. I love you. Like it's like a very weird way to portray that that mm-hmm. family relationship. And then there was like commentary on that where they're like, "Oh, we didn't want him to be a like an Asian stereotype father." And I'm like, "Did anyone ever discuss that yeah. with 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 <laughs> the like original. the original yeah. where Ozai was like, oh, yeah. Ozai is a real you know uh, mm-hmm. indicator of bad parents." Like, yeah. of course. Yes, <laughs> like that's that's what his character he's a is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, he's gonna burn the world down and then rule he slaughtered over. that whole race yeah. or culture. Sorry, yeah. it, it, it's I, it's just so bizarre, yeah. and I I can kind of see why the original producers kind of stepped away from mm. it because it's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it gets some things right, mm-hmm. uh, especially I would say in the the later half of the season, okay. but it, not not enough. Oh. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. You'll check it out if it comes to season two. I definitely will, because mm-hmm. at this point, if we're finally getting... Well, you just want to see Big Drill. I do want to so... see Big... I was <laughs> just going to say that's Big all Drill. You, that's all you want. <laughs> I love that bossing say crap. I, mm. I love the, the Dai Li and everything, so by yeah, all means. That, that is true. I mean, there's a few things I would want if it continues on. I want uh, Guardians of Gahuel in yes. library. I want uh, Ember Island players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's all there's, I there's stuff for. to look forward yeah. to if you know at the very least to to, to revisit, mm-hmm. you know. And in that in season two, if they follow the whole Appa getting kidnapped thing, that'll yeah. be good for them because they don't like to show Appa yeah. a lot because he's <laughs> too ex- hard to animate. Yeah, yeah. he's expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like that'll be good for them. And they They'll showed be the gone. hundreds of copied Appas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, just if 
if Aang can fly in this universe, <laughs> is he just fly away? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, he was falling. Go to the air. <laughs> he was falling with style, yeah. I think is the, uh, mm. the vibe that they were going for, but mm. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's done. Shall we move on to the smorgasbord of video game news we got? Yes. Uh, this past week, we were treated with a Nintendo Partner Showcase ah, Before Direct. we get there, though, Dan, I have two things. Oh, go, yeah. go for it. Go so for it. first is one for you, the Dark Souls DLC. Oh, Elden Ring Elden DLC. R- sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah, Elden of course. Ring, yes. Uh, Shadow of the Erd Tree. I don't know what's going on. There's a long boy. There's a poison swamp. Yeah, that that <laughs> long boy is another child of Michaela, yeah, I think. All and the uh, she is, uh, he is uh, occupying his own space. That I think is, I, I'm, I've seen different figures in different places, but I think it's like sixty percent the size of the existing game yeah. map is yeah. his area, his domain, or whatever. And Miyazaki was like, "It's gonna be slightly smaller or slightly yeah. bigger or whatever," but I'm sure it's gonna be a massive expansion anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's looking amazing. Uh, you know, with all the Nintendo and Avatar nonsense, I didn't really get to, mm-hmm. but. It, it really, I cannot stress. I am very excited for this. This is. It looks just amazing. Mm-hmm. They added some kind of like um like martial arts ability mm-hmm. into the game where I think you can do that in place of weapons, mm-hmm. which they've never really done, I don't think, in a in a Souls game before, where you can opt for hand to hand combat mm-hmm. and I would assume you equip stuff to unlock that thing. Yeah. Uh but you know, it's tracking with the existing lore. Like, there's there's a few of those scary red guys in the base game who look yeah. like Longboy. Yeah, Gurm helped write the lore before the game release. So. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's going to be a ton of content, like 10 plus new boss battles mm-hmm. and everything. All kinds of new weapons and stuff like that. It's just... I have not beaten Elden I Ring. I got so close and then I just... <laughs> and it's fine. Yeah. Like... I'm. I will fully admit I'm a. I'm a scrub. Yeah. I, I, I have not beaten scrubs. it, but I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the yeah. time I've spent with that yeah, game so far. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna. Even if I don't end up making any progress with it, yeah. I'm gonna still get that DLC and, of course. and see what happens. Yeah. So. Otherwise, Grant will scold us. So. Yes. Yeah. Um. And the next a DLC. Speaking of Grant and Woomy Kind. Uh, that's right. Splatoon 2's DLC. Um, you mean 3. Splatoon 3's DLC. Side Order came out. And it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. The design is very sleek with all these neutral colors. Uh, you're kind of tasked with ascending this tower in like this roguelike sequence uh-huh. where you take on different things, where you get different abilities from paint chips and such in the hopes of reaching the top of the tower. People can beat it in two hours, but there are a lot of like unlockables and extra content too, depending mm-hmm. on what weapons you use to clear the floors and you know what chips you have equipped. So I could see this being quite expansive. Mm-hmm. Um, it does flow nicely. It's a nice little side diversion that I can put on when I put on a, the Babs memoir or you know a podcast in the background mm-hmm. and just get better at using weapons beside the splatling, which is something that I need to get accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really shift my weapons. That's kind of notable of my play style. Um, but it's good. It's very stylish. It gives us Pearl and Marina back again. And I, I just, saw them. I, yeah. I like this lack of color worlds. It's very, it, it kind of feels up your alley. I think both of the Splatoon DLCs uh, would be like the Dan Ryan, what you would go for for those games. Because mm-hmm. they do expand on the world. There's always like a corrupt technology at work. 
that gives us more background into the humans that were there and the existing programs in the Splatoon universe. So yeah. if anything, just watch it and, you know, learn the lore. Well, I do like that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And by all means, it seemed like people were very active on this DLC because mm-hmm. my, my Twitter feed was all yeah. like, I got, what pallets are you, what pallets is everyone using? <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Then there should be this when this happens and yeah. this part, like, I hate this guy. And mm-hmm. yeah, so people were... The community yeah. seemed to come together yeah, for the Splatoon, it. The Splatoonity is the always Splatoonity. <laughs> is always steadfast. Our tentacles embrace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just don't look at the post because I almost saw an immediate spoiler for the yes. end of the DLC. So I turned that. I said, hmm, should I look at this post? And I said, no, no, shouldn't do it. Yeah. But there's that. I don't think I'm going to beat it anytime soon, but I will be playing it slightly. Um, I play Splatoon daily, but just for, you know, the level up per day. Of course. Um, so my skills aren't the best, but I'm, I'm hanging in there with Splatoon. It's a constant. No, by all means. It's it's, it's, it's how I treat Pokemon, yeah. as you know. So yes, that's... Yes. Yeah. And now the feast can begin, Dan. Well, we got a Nintendo <laughs> Direct Partner Showcase. Mm. Uh, it was like 25 minutes-ish of new content. Mm-hmm. or Well, no, not new content, but... The content being previewed. Yes. Um, and I don't have these in any particular oh, order. Oh, I have them all listed, so I can I can join in with you. Um, so, uh, like, based on this image that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. I'll just go from, like, the top left of mine, and we can comment sure. as we wish. Yeah. Uh, one of the things saved for the end was Endless Ocean Luminous. Yes, I remember this from the Wii days. Yeah, unexpected mm-hmm. sequel. Yeah. So. Do you like ocean? Uh, <laughs> you like swim? I do. You like photo? I, I guess I do, Maybe yeah. this is the game for you, Dan. But but Dave the Diver is going to have yeah. Godzilla in <laughs> no it. No Godzilla in this that we know of yet. Um, so that should be... People were reacting it's positively relaxing, to that. relaxing, unless yeah. you're, that's your phobia of the deep, vast ocean. <laughs> uh, you could play with, like, 20 friends and pose online and take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So... It yeah. could be interesting. Someone's cup of tea over there. Uh, then we got the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids S uh, Grounded. Grounded. I also put Honey, the Shrunk, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. Coming, uh, which was originally an Xbox exclusive, but mm-hmm. it's one of the things that yeah. we are getting over to us now on other consoles, mm-hmm. uh, along with Hi-Fi Rush, which I'm excited to play. Yes. Handful of other things. Um, this looks good. It's got co-op. Could be interesting to play. Uh, graphics looked a little more to me. But, they do, yeah. but when <laughs> Switch, mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, World of Goo 2. Yeah, a, a sequel that apparently millions wanted. Yes. They loved the first one. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the World of Goo from the world we live in today, yes. but I'm happy for those people, I suppose. If no, you definitely. Love, if you're a fan of Goo, then <laughs> uh, you've got a treat in store. Then I think something that we were both very excited to see, Epic Mickey rebrushed. Yeah, he's alive! He is. <laughs> I'll give it a chance again. Poor Warren Spector in these games. I bought it for the Wii. I remember it was a, a terrible time to track this title down originally. Mm-hmm. It did not play well. It was the original Bioshock, which I thought we were going to have all these choices mm-hmm. to make a mischievous Mickey or a, a genteel mouse. Um but none of them really paid off that way. Yeah. But at least here, they seem to have done a remaster proper with giving Mickey new animation. Um, just everything really going looks in and enhancing stepped up, everything. so, yeah. yeah. So, I'll, I'll be purchasing it. No, yeah. no, I, as will I, because mm-hmm. I, I never even tried the original, yeah. so... But I always... Because you and Grant were always talking about it, yeah. and I always, like, observed from the afar... magic brush. <laughs> uh, like, the, the fucking goofiness yeah. of what was described to me, so I, I should finally check it out. 
then one for me, Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. Oh, I think that's one for all of us. We love a monkey in a ball, you know. Okay, you do? Yeah, I okay, like very ball. good. I'm not competitive at it, but I'll play a few rounds. I love it. me some monkey I ball. I know. Weirdly. Well, you love anything ooh flavored. I do. <laughs> You're in a monkey suit right now. <laughs> but new character models for everyone. Yeah. Uh, the gave I.I. pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1984. Finally. <laughs> uh, then, uh, both excited for this one, Fantasy Life I. I'm uh, not excited. <laughs> I don't well, I'm like excited, because, and I assume I Grant like, is. Yeah, but... everyone else but me. Remember, I that was the, the, the day our paths diverged when I chose the bravely default side, and all oh, of you yeah. others chose the other one. I never played the original one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but... I tried bravely, I just yeah. didn't do well I know. it, so... <laughs> I know, so I kind of, I, I watched all three of you, or two of you, play Fantasy Life from my corner. <laughs> but it does look comfy. Yeah. At the very least, it looks like a comfy little, uh, you know, you can get some people together to do multiplayer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah. crafting, farming, monster fighting, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, Penny's Big Breakaway. Another, I'm gonna get this, mm -hmm. I need to read the reviews first, but it looks stunning. And it's it by does. the uh, Sonic Mania team. Hearing very good things mm -hmm. about it so far. Yeah. Uh, then we're getting a port of Pocket Jockey Ride-On. Uh, yes, Japan's main export, which brings up my <laughs> other thing. Japan gets Mother 3, and all we get is Pocket Jockey, eh? <laughs> yeah, that was disheartening. Yeah. Not only did Japan... I figured now would be the perfect time to get Mother 3, now that I finally got a system to <laughs> play the ROM on. <laughs> but, but it's like... We're so close, and yet it still feels so far away. And not only did they get Mother 3, they got a whole Mother 3 celebration. I know, They're they getting got merch, plushes, yeah, shirts. You know, celebrating oh, I this. saw from afar. <laughs> Enviously staring <laughs> in through the window, but yes. yeah. Uh, uh, then the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. Now, Dan will be my witness to this off-air during our Star Wars Celebration Good Movie episode. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention on the podcast that the only thing I'm invested in in the Star Wars franchise are the first two Battlefront games. And lo and behold, I spoke it here. Yeah. And it's in choppy quality, which I love. So I'll be picking this up. Um, Look at those polygons, Dan. No, def definitely grabbing this one, too. <laughs> Uh, but then there's South Park Snow Day, which yeah, is the, you know, yeah. multiplayer, uh, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, yeah. zoomer shooter. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as the Stick of Truth and the the other one. Well, it's definitely very different. Yeah, from, like, I, it's, I understand. It's, yeah, it's not Paper Mario. Yeah. It's South Park, but I'm glad it's here. People like South Park. Those yeah. games are quality. They've got all the voice acting and funny little jokes in it. Yeah, I might try Snow Day if mm. I can get some people together to play it. Yeah. Um, but then we're getting a remaster remake of Monster, Hun Monster Hunter Stories. Yeah. Skip. Uh, <laughs> like graphics updated and mm. everything. Um, I never played those, but I remember it was like a big marketing push on the 3DS, I think, when mm -hmm. that came out the first time. Yeah. So, uh, I guess they want to they want to make it happen still. Mm -hmm. uh, then uh, Tales of Kenzera. Uh, oh, Zao. Which is that side-scroller, based on, I yeah. think, African mythology. Yeah. Uh, that's also looking good. I think I think it's like a, a side-scrolling Metroidvania, mm -hmm. but I need to look more into it. There was another side-scroller, Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist. It was yes. 2D, it was kind of interesting. Art style, um, it reminded me of VanillaWare, which is also here in this direct, and using homunculi to attack. Yes, that yeah. one I'm, I'm thinking of picking yeah, up. Ender Magnolia looked yeah. good. Um, I guess since I mentioned it... 
my main interest here, I mean, I already have it pre-ordered, is uh, VanillaWare's Unicorn Overlord. Yes. Which is like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics kind of sort of had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of recruitable characters. They lowered to the TNA so far that we see for VanillaWare games. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Um, and they just decided to focus their graphics input on food. Okay. Which is great. Because <laughs> yeah. their food always looks so good. From Delicious games. and Dungeon. We, yeah. we know that. Yeah, so. that's a quality. If you need a Fire Emblem itch, since we haven't had one in a while... That might be something to Well, we did have one well, somewhat we, recently, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't gotten doesn't your thoughts. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, yeah, it really didn't engage some. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but then we have another Crab's Treasure, the ah, Souls-like yeah. crab game, which I'm excited oh, for. perfect for the Switch, yes. Uh, Suica game. Yes. <laughs> the Switch is now done, because yeah. that's going to be the highest grossing game ever. Got multiplayer mode. Yeah, you can match fruit to get big fruit. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei V Vengeance. Yeah, which I think is a continuation of Shin Megami Tensei V or yes. Five. Sorry. <laughs> um, a lot of people wanted more from that game with characters that I know. I I'm in the Persona camp. I don't really play Shin Megami Tensei, mm-hmm. but a lot of people are into it. Too hard for me. Too difficult. Mm-hmm. And not about not enough anime. <laughs> too much religion <laughs> in that one. But um, I think people are intrigued. We've got a lot of female, strong female villains here. I think all the villains in this are female. Mm-hmm. Like they have a little thing going on. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Uh, and then this other game, Pentiment. And I, yeah, I don't remember which one that was. It was at the, it was like at the end. It was like a medieval thing with like choices and cards and. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, that, um, okay, that sounds familiar now. I have here Peppa Grinder, which mm-hmm. is modern day Drill Dozer. Yes, which yeah. could be good. Yeah, 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 looked fun. There's a demo available. Um, a Ranger, which is like a slide puzzle adventure game mm-hmm. that was kind of cool, animated wise. That I thought I might check out. It reminded oh, yeah. me of yeah. uh, Tangled Towers, which I think is coming soon, too. Um, but I was interested in that. Uh, Gundam Breaker 4. Uh, for Dan, yes. For uh, the Dan of your life. Contra Operation Galaga. A Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance is getting a port via mm-hmm. the Royal Edition. Yeah. I think it looked okay, but graphically a little meh. Probably mm-hmm. scaled down for the Switch. I see. Uh, Moomin's getting a game. Yeah, Snufkin. Yeah, oh, Snufkin. Melody I've, of Moomin Valley. I've been looking to bring Moomin to this podcast forever. Just so you know, yeah. I just can't find any collection to bring to this podcast. Hey, that's... that's. I've been working so hard at it. I just want to bring Moomin. No, I got a few anime yeah. like that that I haven't been able to find any I physical know. media for that I would like to, to bring. But on a similar note, in terms of cutesy anime things... I had completely forgotten pre-ordering it, but mm. I received my copy of Shin-Chan, My oh, Summer with the Professor. I see. You'll have to play that and give me that. Live stream it yeah. or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's cute and comfy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Demon Slayer, uh, Sweep the Board, which is Demon sure. Slayer Mario Party. Sure. Um, you know, so these were not in order of reveal strength, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's what we got. Uh, you forgot Rareware on the Virtual Console. Got some classic rare games. On we there. did, we yeah. did. If Donkey Kong wasn't yeah, so no, I did. Ooh, so yeah. Dan slept. Yeah. I did. <laughs> I tuned it out. Yeah, he ignored that news. <laughs> Closed his eyes. And I didn't hear that drum beat. I'm not fucking paying attention. <laughs> Doesn't care about rare. Um, but yeah, it was overall good. Um, we assume that we're getting more news eventually about a, a new Switch or a Direct something coming in future. Yes, yeah. I think the rumors that went around this past week were that the Switch 2 has been pushed back to 2025. Which is fine. 
Yeah, well, yeah which yeah. we don't forget. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But we can rest. <laughs> we got plenty. I think like Paper Mario and yes, Peach's yes. Showtime. Showtime went up for pre-order, so we're getting closer to that stretch. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is this week. Oh, boy. Pokemon Day is this week. Oh, yeah, that'll be um, our news for next week's episode, I'm sure. Well, hopefully there is news mm, to be had. Yeah. Uh, we will You'll see. You'll get something, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, exciting time for video games. Indeed. Yeah. And that's all the news I got. Uh, and I think that's a good amount of news, so mm-hmm. no tangent today. Okay. Um, but uh, think on the things that I've been I've yes. been I've been feeding you so far. Yeah. I'm actually going back, and even though I'm already behind in many ways, mm. I'm actually redoing some older mons because okay. I I really want to give them a better look. So first and foremost is going to be Elevant. Mm-hmm. I recently started redoing him because I'm not satisfied with how his art turned out the first time so I want to go back and do a, a HD yeah. remix of some of the ones that I've already done but I got new ones coming too mm-hmm. if I can figure out the algorithm of when to post them I'll get those up yeah. would but you we... say you're going back to the drawing board I am hmm. yeah speaking of which ah. <laughs> you got it you didn't need a time machine to predict that one <laughs> drawing board is rolling out oh and it's dark ball edition oh so he looks <laughs> he looks the same but his eyes are very angry yeah uh, and that's it really oh. uh it's not oh, intimidating it's not much but he oh, he's always vaguely angry at us for some reason well, he is yeah. yeah um which is weird because we didn't program him with emotion originally no. but He's kind of developed that over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that doesn't turn against us. No. Um, but, as promised, today we are doing Pokemon Forever Celebi Voice of the Forest. <laughs> That's a long title. <laughs> it is. Uh, which which tracks with like the Pokemon 2000, yeah. Pokemon the Movie 3, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was originally titled po- Pocket Monsters the Movie Celebi, A Timeless Encounter <laughs> in Japan. Uh, it is the fourth Pokemon anime film. Uh-huh. The movie was originally released in Japan on July 7th, 2001. In the United States, the film was given a limited release on October 11th, 2002, followed by an official premiere on October 25th wow. of the same month. 20 years more... It has been 20 years. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like um, the, the reveal of this movie. I don't want to spoil <laughs> a 20-year-old movie for everyone, but yeah. Um, so, uh, and this was kind of the first one that I remember it was getting a little bit more difficult to see. Mm. I, oh, I, I didn't see it in theaters. I... I honestly don't remember if I did either. I remember I had traumatized my mother and father enough with Entei last movie. Yes. And they kind of, I was like, oof, this is getting awkward. Better Um, not take them. But I I definitely didn't see any of the ones that followed this. And I don't think I saw this one in theaters because back in the day, uh, we're dating ourselves here. No, we're not. We're 30 years old. (laughs) We are. Uh, But, but... you know, you had to check the newspapers. Yeah, you did for for local showtimes, mm-hmm. um, and you know you would you would go to the theater accordingly and hope that there were seats available to go see the movie. Yes, and some movies like this Celebi one, when they were put out on like a special engagement, were almost impossible for youngins such as ourselves to mm-hmm. figure out how to go and see because yeah. they were either on early internet websites mm-hmm. or they were you know. 
one showing. I couldn't it, read during like when we were in school or something. And it ten was, years old, I was barely reading. It, you know, it was very difficult to see. So this was when they had started dialing back releasing these things into theaters. And I don't think Heroes on have no. ever even got. They got no. straight to Cartoon Network mm-hmm. or straight to TV on cable yeah. uh, releases. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, I, I when it says official premiere on October twenty fifth, even then I feel like was a limited release, like mm-hmm. probably one or two show times on the weekends, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, like every Pokemon movie up until Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, the film was directed by Kunihiko Uyama, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know give this guy acknowledgement when we did the first three movies, but he literally did every movie <laughs> up until the remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back. He, he is the director who has done all of these. Mm. Um, after, Living your dream over there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, after Pokemon 3 the movie slash Spell of the Unknown underperformed at the box office, Warner Bros. stopped distributing Pokemon movies in the States. Mm. Uh, they would not return to the franchise mm. until they co-produced Pokemon Detective Pikachu in 2019, just by virtue of distributing it via Legendary mm. Pictures. Um, Miramax Films, Womp, of <laughs> Harvey Weinstein fame, uh, took over the distribution of Pokemon films in select markets until the seventh installment, Destiny Deoxys. Mm. So they had this one... Heroes, Jirachi. and then Jirachi. Yeah. So uh, that kind of um, explains why it's so difficult or has been to find these anywhere We've else. got an ancient disc present today on the and, pod. And this was news yeah. to me. The Pokemon Company only got back the distribution rights for these, you know, this movie and Heroes uh, in December of 2023. Wow. So two months ago. Yeah. Uh, it is currently available on, like, digital streaming sites now because of this deal, um, but we will be watching it using a time-displaced, fragile DVD copy. A TM, if you will. The Once again, <laughs> one of the last ones probably in Amazon's warehouse that I managed to dig up, uh, you know. I hope my PS5 can take it. It finally has a home yeah. after all this time. Uh, so Pokemon Forever focuses on Ash and his friends attempting to save the mythical Pokemon Celebi mm. from a Team Rocket operative known as the Iron Masked Marauder, uh, who was named Vicious in the original Too Japanese scary for version. our American kids in yes. our minds, yeah. Too scary for the Discord crew, we had probably. Sid, yeah, we, it's true, we had Sid Vicious already. <laughs> yes. Uh, the legendary beast Suicune is also present in this uh, expansive Bay, forest. Love. Stan. Uh, <laughs> Stan, mother of the forest. <laughs> and its water purification powers. Water. Pl- oh, we're going to say water all lot We've got to say episode. water today. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, uh, also play a key role in the story. Mm. Uh, notably, our heroes are joined by a young boy named Sam. Sam. Who had traveled with Celebi to the present from 40 years in the past. Mm. Uh, and, and he is definitely, he's from 40 years ago, he uh-huh. w- wields an old-timey Pokeball that you have to wind up and then open, uh, and there's a very easily foreseeable plot twist that happens. Hey, as a ten-year-old, went right over my head. Uh, and you're not the only one, apparently, so we will, we will get into that. Yeah, I was not the brainiac you see now. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to, because we don't usually do plot blurbs, but I had no. to do that to get into this. Yes. So, the decision to make Celebi the star of this movie caused the GS Ball arc of the anime to be abandoned. <laughs> to result in nothing. And this is another, uh... uh as elderly people, we can recount our <laughs> wisdom because some listeners might not know what was going on mm-hmm. back when uh, the Johto 
season first premiered. So this is, for reference, the history of the GS Bowl. (laughs) You're the keeper of the keys, Dan. It's fine. Uh, For reference, Ash was originally asked by Professor Oak to retrieve the GS Bowl from Professor Ivy Mm -hmm. in the Orange Islands. Uh, The GS Bowl could not be opened or transmitted via PC like a regular Pokeball, so Ash had to go and physically pick it up, Mm -hmm. and that led to the entire Orange Islands filler arc while gold and silver were cooking. Could literally just give it to a flying type in a bag. It might get lost. Uh, okay. When Professor Oak was unable to figure out the GS Ball himself, uh, in that famous Pallet Party Panic episode, mm-hmm. where uh, I think that's when Gary rolls oh, remember, up yeah. with his Eevee and yeah. he's wearing a cape for some reason. I remember that, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when he's unable to make heads or tails that's of it. Where we got Pidgeot, right? Didn't Pidgeot feature in that one? Oh, uh, no, that was... Oh, that was the Town reunion. Yeah, that was after yeah. the League the first I time. I watched. Um, not as much. We'll get into that later. Continue on. Um, unable to figure out the ball himself, he requested that Ash bring it to a master Pokeball craftsman in the Johto region. We who, know just the man. Who is Kurt. <laughs> um, so that was the, the, you know, the original motivator for going to Johto in the first place, and then Ash eventually, you know, starts doing the gym badges in the League there. Uh, the ball was eventually left with Kurt, and then never mentioned again, mm. with the anime's production team hoping that viewers would simply forget, <laughs> forget about it. But we'll never forget. Um, but according to director and storyboard artist Masumitsu Hidaka, the GS ball was originally intended to contain a Celebi. Mm. Uh, the mythical Pokemon would eventually be released from the ball, join the main cast, and stick around for a large story sense. arc. Yeah. yeah. That's what, it that's what young yeah. me assumed was, was going to happen. That's what I figure happen. every cute little legendary is going to do for the series. Yeah. But I guess, you know. It, it wouldn't happen until Meloetta. I know. Years, years and years yeah. later uh, when, when elements of this were kind of recycled. Uh, so having Celebi star in both a movie and an anime arc was viewed as redundant. Too much. So those plans but for the anime But they did it for Lugia. Scrapped. They did. <laughs> which, is, which is weird. Yeah. Um, they knew that was their moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, Ho-Oh, it required yeah, another, like, 15 years yeah, to get ignored. a movie yeah. appearance. Outshone. Uh, and Raiko only got, like, the, the side <laughs> special. Yes. Um, so, the GS Ball itself does exist in the games as a key item in Pokemon Crystal version. Uh, Japanese players were able to receive the GS Ball via distribution using the mobile system GB cell phone attachment. Oh, I remember reading about this in the day. Yeah, we another thing, like Mother yeah. 3, we never oh, got it. Nope. Uh, it was uh, because, as we saw in Digimon, uh, the youths in Japan had cell phones way before we did. Yeah. And one of the things they got was this little dongle that you attached it to your phone, to the Game Boy, mm-hmm. and then you could receive events. <laughs> through, through the powers of space and time. Through the powers of space yeah. and time, yeah. you could receive event distributions for games. Mm-hmm. Um we never got it in the States, and we never got this event either. Uh, players could bring the GS Ball to Kurt, who would then inspect the ball for one day. Once Kurt returns the GS Ball to the player, Ilex Forest becomes restless, which is represented uh, when I, I, in the, in the, I didn't get to see this until the, the virtual console mm-hmm. port of it, but Ilex Forest is animated to start having its trees rustle. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, it's, it's an animated thing in the, in the game itself, which for the time, was a cool thing to see. Yeah. Um, and then, a uh, you know, the player must, in order to pacify the forest, put the GS ball into the Ilex Forest Shrine, which summons a level 30 Celebi for the player to catch. Mm. Uh, for the Western release of the game, this event was scripted and programmed into it, but uh, <laughs> no mobile adapter was ever released, and we never got any other version of this event. Mm. I think 
like with all the mythicals up until a certain point, the only way that any player anywhere would get this was if you went to a special Nintendo event and they happened to be giving it out for download there. Uh, but never via the GS Bowl method. Where they had to physically take your cartridge, put it in theirs, and do oh yeah, yeah Nintendo things to it. Like, I remember going to Toys R Us, they had I, a cartridge full like of Like, they took my child from me. Yes. <laughs> be, care- be careful with that, you don't know what you're holding. <laughs> uh, that's how I got one of my Mews, was, oh. was that uh, yeah. the, there was some guy, the Toys R Us, very tired man, <laughs> had a cartridge full that of That was you in 40 years. It was me time-traveled. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> to give myself <laughs> the Mew in the, in the future. Um... <laughs> but a uh, a dummied out version of the GS Ball item is labeled as such in Pokemon Gold and Silver, so that functionality and that event were probably planned early in the start of Gen 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Virtual Console release of Pokemon Crystal years later, uh, the player can simply obtain the GS Ball after entering the Hall okay. of Fame. So they finally, you know, removed the complications from doing that. And then obviously in uh, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, wonderful. Celebi was given out directly via distribution, but you could bring it to the Ilex Forest Shrine to have some time travel you adventures. You got the Notch Dear Pichu. Notch Dear Pichu, and then uh, the Giovanni yeah. comeback event yeah. thing. His backstory. Um, so uh, this movie features obviously both Celebi and Suicune, mm-hmm. and these two legendaries appearing together does make sense from a marketing standpoint. Because in Japan, the year prior, Pokemon Crystal had just come out. You know, Suicune was chosen to be that one's, you know, box mascot. And Celebi had the event in there. So, bada bing, bada boom, it makes sense to pair these two together for a feature film. Yes. Um, So, uh, for the English dub. Uh. Famously, the English dubbing team was extremely confused by the ending (laughs) twist revealing Sam's true identity. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. All right. Um, so there's a quote somewhere from an interviewer or from one of the directors who was like, we sat down and there's a thing in the end credits that reveals it. And we thought Japanese people will understand that, but Americans might not. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? But they but they felt that it was not going to be understood, mm. so they animated, in an unprecedented move, they wow. animated a handful of new scenes to fill out the lore in this movie somewhat better. Mm. Uh, the first one is the first <laughs> video called to Professor Oak. In the English dub, Oak confirms that Suicune is probably a legendary that was spotted earlier. He explains all of its powers, what it's doing there, clearing up any room for doubt about that. Uh, in the, you know, uh, in the English dub also, um, Professor Oak, after they hang up the call, audibly wonders, should I have told Ash what's about to happen? <laughs> mm. Confirming that something is up. Uh, in the original Japanese version, Professor Oak just muses, oh, that sounds like it could be one of the legendary beasts, Suicune, but I don't know. Yeah. No one's ever seen it. He's forgotten. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it... it you know, it's left as a mystery. The second one is an odd little, I think, just editing thing where Team Rocket falls off the Iron Mask Marauder's mech mm-hmm. while trying to grab some fruit. I don't know if that was just something the English dub added to fill in where Team Rocket is yeah, a- after a certain yeah. point, uh, but that's just in there. Uh, and the third scene is an alternate ending that makes it very clear uh, who <laughs> Sam actually is. 
with another video call taking place, followed by Oak <laughs> looking over his old sketchbook. My sketchbook. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so many memories. <laughs> uh, in the original version, uh, the audience sees Sam returning to his original time and then explaining to Toa, the local mm-hmm. village girl, oh, I just had the weirdest weird dream. dream. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think the, the village girl had already explained that weird things happen in the forest, yeah. so you gotta be careful. Um, also in the original version, the only clue to this plot twist yeah. was Tracy discovering the sketchbook during the end credits. Mm. The English version keeps that, so in one scene you have Oak looking at the sketchbook and reminiscing. My sketchbook. Then two minutes later in the end credits, Tracy digs the sketchbook out of a pile of books and says, hmm, yeah, and in the I third know. deleted scene, him rolling a joint with the paper from that sketchbook. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Tracy needed that joint because yeah. because of all of these dub edits, Tracy gets no dialogue in this What, movie. A, what else is new? <laughs> Who cares? Did we go over this? Who cares about Tracy? But he draws. Shut up. He, he has the old senile scyther, and that's all he has. He sketches. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What a waste. So then, uh, interestingly, a special edition of the movie was aired on TV Tokyo on March 25th, 2003, featuring these newly animated scenes from the English dub, now dubbed into Japanese and added in with the existing regular scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this version of the film was only shown that one time, wow. it was never repeated or released again, so it's kind of lost media territory wow. at this point, uh, unless you were a person in Japan who managed to record it on tape when it aired mm-hmm. this is this version's gone mm-hmm. uh seemingly um so gotta ask yeah you know uh you've given your opinions on suicune before I but have, what do you yes. think of celebi i enjoy celebi mm-hmm. um not my favorite cute legendary but nothing wrong with celebi of course yeah i'm fine I, I love the time traveling onion fairy i like its design i like its uh you know, tributes in, um, like, mysticism and, like, Japanese folklore. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't have any complaints about the thing. <laughs> of course. And you've, you've stated before that you are a Suicune fan. Suicune yeah, is of, your favorite yes, of, the, the, of the three. The three dog cats, whatever we're calling them. Beast. Of course. Yeah. Um, I also really like Celebi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was definitely, like, peak Pokemon fandom for me back in the day because things sure, were still... Jan. Things were still (laughs) mysterious insofar as, like, the way that, you know, things were marketed and the slow drip of information we got over here. One memory that is ingrained in me Mm -hmm. is the first time that I saw Celebi was... I've referenced this before, but those Beckett card collector magazines, the unofficial Pokemon magazines... Mm -hmm. And one of the ones where, you know, someone, one of their Japanese correspondents had gotten a hold of gold and silver and crystal eventually. Yeah, I remember the leak. And the front cover was a terrible 3D mm-hmm. model of Celebi. Oh, I remember. Microscopic, yeah. like it was in like the, like with nails and floorboards uh-huh. above it. So you, it gives the image that it's tiny. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> that caught my What's young eye yeah. when I was perusing like the mm-hmm. magazine section. I'm like, know, what yeah. is that thing? What is that onion looking scallion? Susan Ryan in that grocery store trip, which she must have been um, <laughs> at her wit's end with Dan Ryan. <laughs> but, uh, you know. My boy believes in fairies. <laughs> I did, yeah. It was like that image of Deku, like, rocking back and forth with the... Uh, that was me with the Celebi magazine. I'm sure. Um, 
But uh, I figured while we're on the subject of the Onion Fairy, I would uh, throw out my two cents Mm -hmm. about what I suspect was some lost lore for Celebi. Um, We've talked about it before, uh, but, you know, the the beta versions of Gold and Silver are out there. Famously, there was that whole Space World demo Mm -hmm. leak Mm -hmm. that had the original version of Gold and Silver with their, you know, as Pocket Monsters 2, with the compressed Japan region that represented, like, the entire, you know, like, all of Japan just compressed into a miniature Pokemon map. Um, And one thing I've always felt was interesting was that Celebi, obviously, is very tied to these forests. That's its whole thing, Mm -hmm. is, like, time travel and renewal and spring and things like that. And you'll notice that in those, like, Pocket Monsters 2 beta maps... There are sections of the map in the area where, like, what would become Azalea Town is, mm-hmm. with Slowpoke Well and everything. Uh, there's fields of just dead trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I when you start to walk into that area, tons of dead trees. It's a, like seems to be a very dry, arid location yeah, in the middle were, of this. Uh, you know, they were trying to ages and seasons it. I think. Yeah, yeah. and I I am of the I I am of the conspiracy that Celebi probably oh, yeah. was conceived yeah. to like be you know maybe there would be some kind of in game event where you would bring life back, back to, to that life. area. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's um, that does I feel like a conspiracy. It feels just like. They didn't get around to doing it. Because there was uh, an early model leaked of Celebi where it's like a little Mr. Game & Watch. I remember that coquettish pose it was sitting in. Yeah. Like a little side saddle Celebi. Side saddle Celebi, but then earlier than that, there was also like a little Game & Watch dude playing his nose like Spongebob, Uh who might have been, that might have been the original idea Mm -hmm. for Celebi. Yeah. Um... But there's clearly a lot of thought put into 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 mm-hmm. Little Onion Fairy. Yeah, and, and it's got it's got. I think it got a little di- lot of distributions as of late. Yeah. Um, I don't really see people hate Celebi. It got another movie. It, oh, it, it did. It's gotten two other when movies. Was the, what? It's it, it's in the Zoroark <laughs> oh, movie. Oh boy. And because uh, the the businessman is trying to capture it, and then it's also in the Jungle movie. Um, sometimes maybe we shouldn't speak our words out loud, Dan. <laughs> just well, wait for that time. If this to come. podcast goes yeah. on for another hundred, I, eventually I we gotta ask, get to yeah, we yeah. gotta get to heroes. I know we gotta get that bandaid off. I'm, and hey, then <laughs> I've got some controversial takes on heroes that okay. may shock and surprise you. I'll have to find it first, but then we'll watch <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but you know, and then there is the discussion around this movie about you know, did it set some bad precedents for the Pokemon movies? Because whenever people uh, you know, critique these films, it seems like the, the this Celebi... This is the starting point, yeah. Like, or at the very least, the formula in this one seems to be the worst formula yeah. that they could go for. There's a, yeah. a main mythical that's being shilled, mm-hmm. there's a legendary relegated to a side role, yeah. human bad guy, you know, yeah. paint-by-numbers plot. Yeah. Uh, and Ash has to intervene, Yeah, rockets there. And, and it's kind of like... It seems like the ones that have gotten more praise in the, you know, remaining films that we go through are the ones that deviated mm-hmm. from this Celebi movie yes, formula. Yes. But 
I still have fond memories of this film. I think you probably do. I don't. You don't? In fact, this is the one that I've seen the least, and it's my least favorite of the first four. Oh my, this really is a timeless it encounter, is, isn't it? it? Is. <laughs> I used to catch this one all the time on reruns, but at different points, so I don't think I've ever physically sat down and watched it all in order. Oh, good. Which is a good experience for us on the podcast. Yes. Um, I just remember being bored by this one. <laughs> probably. I'm sorry. And then, I mean, controversial take, the next, like, three or four... I remember kind of actually liking. Hey! So. But we'll get it, we'll cross that bridge at a different time. If you could be excited yeah. for those, then by all means, I can bring those sooner. Because yeah. those are... Please do. There's yeah. a lot to talk about with yeah. those movies. I always, I'm so happy when you get to put that Pokemon degree to use. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we are uh, about to get into it. Any previewing expectations? Um, I like Celebi. I like Sweet Coon. Where's you my do? sweet treat? I was promised. <laughs> uh, I like Iron Mask Marauder. Mm. I like Tyranitar. Mm. I like Big Stupid Mech and Big Stupid Onion the Eldritch the Final thing. Fantasy boss thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think it's about time we get into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like any cranberry bread? Well, I'm going to punch your clock. <laughs> Back at the present, having just watched Pokemon Forever, the movie, uh, Celebi, the voice of the forest. And any initial thoughts? You know, it wasn't as bad as I remembered, yeah. but it's definitely the weekest out of this first four. For me, B-B-B. B-B-B. That's all I'll say. I like Celebi, I like the legends here, but it just feels like an extended episode for me. Which it basically is at an hour and a half. Which is, because we didn't realize, like, the plot just chugs along it is well, there's no plot they go in there twice and then that's it yeah it, and it's only 79 minutes yeah. and that we think that's also counting the very long end oh, credits yeah. uh, sequence which which is something i enjoy but mm-hmm. it, it uh it's it's very much a short movie um and that does raise the question like you know how much celebi content could they have gotten out of keeping that story arc in the show because yeah. this movie is not that big well you think uh, it would have culminated in something like this maybe i i don't know i mean i would have mm. to assume that team rocket would have to be involved like like not the the main trio but like a villain like this guy maybe yeah. or something with time travel perhaps but mm. i don't i don't know we've never gotten any details about what it would have entailed mm. um but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a short sweet little movie and it's it's probably not the best among these no it's definitely opened the doors for dan ryan now that they've given him full-fledged access to yeah. the other pokemon movies so we, we won't be waiting for dex numbers any longer yeah. we will <laughs> now just dan be, is unchained <laughs> i am uh the dark ball has given me the power i need i can do all these stupid movies if My i want God, to know. what have i done <laughs> um if we can track them down first oh dan you'll you'll find a way i'm sure um but uh 
Two pieces of assorted trivia that I forgot to deliver, mm-hmm. because usually I always do when we do these movies, yes. uh, with any anime movie, really. Um, but for clarification, this film takes place in between episodes 205, The Kecleon Caper, mm. which was the first animated appearance of, obviously, a Gen 3 mon in Which Kecleon. was odd for me, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were not expecting that, no. as, as youths. Um, but Kecleon, in a recurring thing, became like, one of the earliest Gen 3 mons to be showcased, it actually showed up in the short that was before this movie, oh, which we don't have access to because yeah. they never include them on these yeah. things. The only two options on this were play and scene selection. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so chapters. not state-of-the-art, but yeah. it got the job done. Um, and I think Kecleon also showed up in the in the Johto League with the guy that owned the Blaziken, okay. uh, which was the big reveal there. Um, and then... Episode 206, which was the joy of water Pokemon, which was Misty meets a nurse joy who hates water types, Uh, and we don't know why. That sounds like an episode after our own hearts over there. It does, um, but that would place this, uh, I believe, in the the Johto League Champions Mm. stretch of the film based on the the opening. Uh, But then why do they say he's going after another badge then? Well, no, it was the, because it was Johto Journeys, then Johto League Champions, then... so he didn't get all the badges yet. Yeah, it was still in the middle of the, because this, I think, places it before they arrive at Olivine City. Okay. Um, And I I believe, because that was, because it was ordered weird where it was Johto Journeys, Johto League Champions, and then Master Quest, Mm. which I think constitutes where the next movie falls in. Yeah. but then a second piece uh, of trivia, which is where, uh, you know, you were actually inquiring about this before mm-hmm. we started the episode. Um, the name origin and the design origin of Celebi, which according to Bulbapedia... Uh, I thought it was C'est la vie from the French. And it could be. Huh. It, it, it does work as that, but, it, it you know, since its Japanese name is Cerebi, oh. um, it, it could be just a translation of that. But Celebi seems to be a combination based on the the uh, you know the eggheads at Bulbapedia mm-hmm. are uh, Seri, which is spirit, okay. uh, Ceres, which is the Roman goddess of fertility, okay. which plays into the nature thing. As you said, celebrate celestial <laughs> serenity, and then the bee in Celebi uh, is the Japanese character for beauty oh. or being. Okay. So you could interpret it a number of ways. I mm. think your Celebi idea yeah. actually works pretty well. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the general vibe of its name. And then in terms of its design scheme, there's obvious like because in, in Shintoism, there's a lot of nature worship, so it's a it's a nature spirit through and through. Uh, with combinations of other mythologies like fairies, dryads, uh, Kodama, and mixed with a plant bulb. Okay. And they're factoring that in with its current design and its original little nose whistle design, uh, appearing to draw inspiration from Coco Pelli, a god of fertility and music from the cultures of uh, some southwestern Native American peoples, uh, which would track with its original design pretty well. And even in this version, we still got the whole voice of the forest motif. It, it's associated with sound. Yeah. So that probably, there's some remnant of it left in that, in the lore for that. Mm. Uh, so if you, if you approve, we'll move into the plot summary. Mm. So Brock is narrating, and we get Pokemon 101, as we often do with these movies. Yes. So far, I forget where it stops. Um, I know it stops at some point, right? 
Like, yeah, they do. stop doing these Pokemon introductions. They, well, it's called the World of Pokemon oh, segment. All right. Um, and they well, they do stop doing. It. I don't yeah. remember when either, okay. but they definitely do fall off with them. Mm. Um, but this was a dub edition. Also, okay. it was this was just to to recap what is going on in the Pokemon anime. Yeah, this so is, the dads in the audience aren't confused. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and what did your dad have to say? When yeah, he... Dad came up while we're watching this, you know, bedruggled and bedraggled, he did. And I asked him, do you remember taking me in the Pokemon movies? He's like, yeah. I said, do you, do you, did you remember having a fond memory of those movies? He said, no, not really. Yeah. And that's all my dad and I said to each other today, so. That's the review. You know, um, if only Celebi could hear my daddy issues. <laughs> But but, uh, it, but yeah, it's but the, that's a time. That's a different time. <laughs> no, we're going to focus on Porygon instead. <laughs> yeah. Behind a fence. Enough of that. Enough, yeah. enough of that. All right, Porygon. Push the trauma down. It's fine. Uh, but Porygon, in one of its, I think, last animated appearances, shows up <laughs> behind a fence. R.I.P. Uh, in this world of, of Pokemon opening. And again, this is like a dub-only recap just to... to Catch I mean, they're cute. Speed. We get to see, like, Pokemon in different, like, environments, yeah. which is always fun. We see, like, the Gengar, whoever they're fighting in the... The Bruno, yeah, yeah, yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, and it's, again, it's something I miss about these, like, these openings combined with the, like, extended credit sequences where people are, like, where there's, like, animated stuff. I think that kept going up until the Sinnoh movies, mm. and I think in one of those Sinnoh movies, they just dropped it, and it did, like, a stationary <laughs> clip show, and I'm like, this is... Too much. This is when I, I move into adulthood. Yeah. The, the world has changed. Yep. Um, but yeah. The world had turned to ass at that point. So, uh, <laughs> we, we uh, in a in a huge forest in the Johto region, uh, we meet a young trainer named Sammy. Yep. Uh, Who, who's just off sketching Pokemon. Sketching Pokemon. That's what he likes to do. And mm. he's approaching a very <laughs> Miyazaki-esque forest. Yep. Uh, it's a like I I I do love the way that it is framed. Yeah, at the very least, green. it's like the gateway into the forest mm-hmm. is this gigantic fallen like tree Shinto trunk, like Shinto tied rocks and shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know if this vibe had been present throughout the rest of the setting, then that would have been pretty cool. But you know before. Sammy enters the forest properly. Yeah. Uh, a, a woman named Toa, neighborhood drug dealer, Toa, uh, she yeah. comes to warn him. He's like, "Careful in that woods, yeah, because be, be careful, boy. If you if you hear the voice of the forest, stand perfectly still, or else mm-hmm. you might get spirited away uh, sure, by yeah. the by the forest's guardian." Mm-hmm. And Sammy's like, "Whatever, I'll do that." Um, but before he goes, uh, she gives him a loaf of bread baked with berries from the forest. So that becomes a, a little plot token. Yeah. Um, Edible. But this... Another third take on the movie. This is yes. all just a drug haze. Um, well, in the Japanese version, that's all Sammy seems to think of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the forest proper, Celebi is being pursued by a Pokemon hunter uh, who was coming after a him. hunter, Dad. A hunter, <laughs> an old hunter, yeah. uh, who was pursuing him with a Houndoom and a Scyther at that yep. point. Yep, in his uh, little motorbike. In his little motorbike. Uh, he is, you know, trying to capture Celebi to sell it on the black market to the highest bidder, presumably. Uh, and Celebi, in the process, runs into Sammy. Uh, you know, Sammy takes it upon himself to protect Celebi. Just like Dan, if he had a legendary, a cute legendary in his hand, he'd say, you have to... You have to kill me. You have to fucking kill me to the, let like it go. Like that fucking Ozark scene, you I, have to fucking kill me if you, you know, want to And you know I'd slay. be the villain in that scene, I'd put a bullet right between those eyes, Dan. <laughs> Jonathan, in your hubris, you're going to screw up this ecosystem, and I'm not going to I don't fucking care. Let, I'm yeah. in it for the money, Dan. 
But uh, <laughs> you'll have to kill me. You'll have to kill me. Uh, but then Sammy is fleeing with it, and Celebi starts to activate its time travel powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Toa, who is like observing from yeah. the outskirts of the is forest, that sees, time travel. Uh, like the the trees start glowing. It's a very you know. Uh, powerful process what's ever going on here and of course before the hunter can kind of converge and capture sammy and celebi they are transported into the future yeah. which is ash's time yes 40 40 years specifically 40 long years into the future uh then we get like the interesting thing of this movie instead of like giving us more about ash mm-hmm. we wait till like the third scene to get there yeah we're immediately drawn into this old hunter and then the younger, like, hybrid that's come along, the mass marauder. And I liked, I always I, liked I know, that. He, he's it, a design after your own heart. He's got the short shorts on. He's got oh, well, <laughs> well, no, design, no, I love his yeah. design yeah. and his his vibe, but I, I did like what you mean about how this is the scene that like, we That was the with. one cinematic, well, something cinematic happens towards the end, but I was like, oh, okay, like, they're opening it a bit different than a regular Pokemon movie. Yeah, like, it, it pans out on the photo of this forest, mm-hmm. and then this, this old hunter, who's obviously old old and bitter yeah. is living like in a little you know crap shack, uh, yeah. crap shack with some pokemon Army. that he's hunted mm-hmm. and uh you know the the new the new hotness shows up yeah. who is the, the iron mask marauder this team rocket affiliated uh pokemon hunter uh who makes it clear that he is going after celebi himself and you know give me the information show me the coordinates where you last encountered celebi all those years ago because i'm going to go claim it for myself mm-hmm. and the hunter does kind of like resist maybe maybe for having learned his lesson like you know don't meddle with time in things that ought not be meddled in yeah. um but the iron mass marauder demonstrates his technology which includes the dark ball mm-hmm. uh which is a pokeball that uh it captures the pokemon forcibly then uh, amplifies their power up to its highest level uh, and basically brainwashes them to be absolutely subservient to the Iron Mass Marauder. We'll use this for XD Gale of Darkness later. Yes. Uh, And uh, he uses it, he demonstrates it on a Tyranitar, which, uh, you know... Would yeah, have comes out timid. Poor timid Tyranitar. It, it was very sad. Yeah, but it then was... he comes out into Dan Ryan fashion, sharp Tyranitar. He comes out as sharp Tyranitar, yeah. uh, with mean eyes, and, you know, this kind of remain like, the Tyranitar kind of remains the Marauder's main weapon yeah. throughout this Only film. Only Hyper Beam is used, yeah. And in terms of, like, like a, you know, because at the time, this would have been the first time a Tyranitar was shown mm. animated, uh, it was a pretty big deal. And I will say that I I do wish that, you know, at, at the risk of expending too many legendaries too quickly, mm-hmm. I would say that the mythic, like, the, the pseudo-legendaries can be used in that role as well. Like a Tyranitar... I was gonna say, maybe make movies about them. Yeah. Because, you know, they're almost there. Like a Volcarona movie would slap. But... Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Or, or at least give them, like, a bigger role like the Tyranitar has in this. Because this Tyranitar was in all the marketing. It had, like, the yeah. trading cards made of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think that, you know, it, vaguely in future movies, like in the next, in, in the Jirachi movie, like, mm. Salamence gets a lot of yes, marketing. Yes. Um, but they don't really have the same role, and I, I think that they're good for that. Like, you can add some extra you know, um, pomp and circumstance to mm-hmm. it. Because back in the day, it was a big deal when a Dragonite showed up. Yeah. And now, yeah. not so much. But, you know, that is the way of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, time passes. Um, so, you know, the Marauder sets out. 
to capture and make Celebi his own. Yes. Um, so back at a port town, oh, he's voiced by Dan Green. He is voiced by Dan Green. And Dan That's had to important. look it up, but I was like, I've watched enough episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh to know what Dan Green. A classic like. Dan Green yeah. part. Come on. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ash, Misty, and Brock, are, you know, are leaving from this port town. Uh, Ash is late for the boat. Yeah, Misty and Brock are like, let's ditch the square. Come on. <laughs> what uh, has so, this boy ever done for us? So Brock sends out his crowbat yeah. to go find Ash. To do something, because we like crowbat. We do like but, crowbat. Fortress doesn't get an appearance here. Never used. Um, but uh, but Ash is battling a young Australian trainer named Dundee, who has a crocodile. Get it? And that was a dub edition. If you <laughs> Get didn't, it? if you didn't notice, that was he. That that trainer is not named in the mm. like. They don't have any dialogue. I don't I'm think. Dundee. Oh no, the condensation. So then that's when uh, Born to be a Winner, the Johto League Champions theme starts playing as Ash. Not as Ash. much as a bop, sorry. Yeah. And it doesn't have as much time to shine yeah. here, but Ash... And he only gets one Pokemon. Remember that Remember that third movie where he was fighting a whole team? Yeah. Like that playground? It's an that iconic opening. Yeah. Um, but not so much here. Ash just kind of runs through the town dodging some obstacles and then leaps dramatically onto the ferry he as doesn't it's use any pokemon other than pikachu in this bayleaf for like two oh, minutes Bayleaf for a second maybe that's why i don't like it that much because i don't see his whole team like i want more pokemon no i like it when his whole team gets an appearance yeah. but that becomes a scarcity in these yeah, movies too yeah, um nice. like there's not a whole lot of battling going on uh, but, but yeah, so they, they make it onto the ferry, and while they are departing this town, you know, and they're kind of looking at the scenery, they see Suicune, uh, observing from afar, uh, you know, and they've never, you know, Ash recognizes it from seeing it in silhouette at the beginning of the Johto journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I watch, I was up to the Johto journey religiously, mm-hmm. um, but after that I fell off at the anime. I only watched a select few episodes from then. I watched religiously up uh, I watched it. I've always, I've always watched it. Let's yeah. let's be. Real. I've Honestly, I've never stopped. Yeah. I didn't stop. The truth comes. I I I had trouble watching the dub consistently because mm-hmm. that was the Cartoon Network. Like it, it jumped to Cartoon Network at that one point. But I've never. I've always been yikes apprised of what <laughs> I. You know, not a day has gone by. Dan Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. Oh okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad you confessed that. So. They, uh, you know, they, at the next dock, they call Professor Oak in the dub-only scene, where Professor Oak says, oh, that must have been Suicune, it's a legendary Pokemon, embodies the North Wind, and it can purify tainted bodies of water. So just remember that, that's important. And we obviously get this moment where, when the call is over, Professor Oak is like, hmm, I wonder if I should have told them what's happened. Which is fine. Yeah. I... I only imagine how I would react as a kid. I think I would be able to piece it together if I, you know, went back to this point now. Um, but w- would young you have already handled the Exorcist by that yeah, point? Yeah, definitely. I was already strapped. Oh, that's a whole story. I was already put in the closet <laughs> with the Exorcist playing. Yeah, so, so you know, I was traumatized enough by that. You know, point. you could be cerebral if yeah, you wanted yeah, to be. I definitely discovered what it was to think back then. Yeah. Uh, so you know they decide to you know they're they're heading into this forest because there's lots of rumors that there's rare pokemon in these woods mm-hmm. and maybe they'll get to meet some maybe they'll get to meet suicune uh if they just continue this journey through that path um but once again they uh you know they they are brought via final fantasy mini airship mm-hmm. uh by mr white mr white <laughs> 
years before Breaking Bad would even be a thing. Yeah. Uh, and he has them land in a town made of tree houses called Arborville. <laughs> And this, Arborville, <laughs> and uh, this predates Fortree City, exactly. and I would imagine it's probably right after the Kecleon episode. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. It, uh, it was probably coming together around yeah. this point, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and you know, they decide to head into the forest, but once again, they are warned by this time an elderly Toa <laughs> with her little hoot hoot cane. Stay out of my woods. She's like, there's been people going missing in there. Don't you fool around. She's if you... already lost one that she feels so bad about. Said yeah, it was eaten by like a stantler or something. A stantler. <laughs> so we'll get to him. Uh, it's like we'll if get you to them. if you hear the voice of the forest, you have to stand completely still, or you risk being spirited away, yes. like like so many before you have been, like young Chihiro. Um, and her granddaughter Diana, who looks exactly like she did back in the day, because it's anime, uh, is like, oh, grandma, don't scare the tourists. Like you know, you know, <laughs> you just don't know what you're talking. Go about. into the woods Take and be pills, careful. Yeah. But, you know, there are a lot of, like, local legends surrounding these woods, so, you know, be careful. Uh, very quickly into entering the forest, they encounter at this little shrine, mm-hmm. uh, Celebi and Sammy well, arriving. just Sammy, they see. Well, they, yeah. yeah, they just see Sammy. Celebi, you know, needs a moment to powder. Yeah, Celebi dramatically <laughs> heaves behind you know, the shrine. I, I related a lot to Celebi in this movie. Yeah. I, felt, I felt dry, <laughs> I felt the need to be unseen. You when know. I'm yelling at you, that's who I'm yelling I, at. I just is. say BBB all the time. <laughs> BBB, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you faint. <laughs> I faint, I suck up the water. <laughs> all very me qualities. Uh, you know, so Sammy is, uh, you know, still unconscious at this point, mm-hmm. so they decide the best thing to do would be to bring him back to the village. Um, you know, Sammy does wake up once they arrive there. And Toa recognizes him as the boy who went missing yeah. all those years ago. The boy who leapt through time. The boy who leapt through time. Uh, and Weinstein Company. <laughs> Weinstein. <laughs> and, you know, Sammy does confirm that he is the same kid because he still has the loaf of bread yeah. from all those years ago. And then ago. she goes, I've been saving the sketchbook for years. Did you look through it? <laughs> she did, luckily. Yeah. Um, Didn't see that Tyranitar sketch I did. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it it's... There's not a whole lot in this movie for Sammy to, like, wrestle with being 40 years in the future. There's mm-hmm. a scene later where he's like, I'm gonna miss my mom if that's the case. <laughs> but, you know... And Ash's like, sucks to suck, kid. The the setting is this forest the entire time, so that's the only, like, time displacement element. Mm-hmm. That and his wind-up Pokeball. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they kind of decide that they have to go into the... Back into the forest because Celebi could still be in danger... And they need to make sure that it gets to this place called the Lake of Life, which is this, you know, healing spring that Celebi is known to live around. Yeah. Uh, you know, so Ash and Sam take it upon themselves to head back in and make sure Celebi is all right. Yeah. Uh, then we get this stupid spider mech that's trouncing through the forest. Piloted by the Iron Mask Marauder. Yeah. Uh, in the Japanese version, he is just called Vicious, uh, which is a direct reference to Sid Vicious, the rock star. Um, and that's all there is to him. Yeah. He, he's just they a bad guy. They were trying to be Trigun. Now that we've seen this back to back, there's definitely some Trigun elements in this film. And you know I like him. I like me some masked know, villains. And he's mistaken for a luchador briefly. Um, but we don't know, there's no other backstory about him except for that he's just working for Team Rocket, mm. and he's here to get Celebi, and he has a spider mech. Um, 
So, uh, you know, they they go into the forest. Uh, Celebi is being, is like hiding in a knot in a tree. Yeah, the noisy neighbors are there. The bell sprouts are gossiping and gabbing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it takes Celebi a moment to warm up to Ash and Sammy, because uh, it's very obviously afraid of humans at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once Celebi remembers who Sam is, uh, you know, it allows itself to kind of be embraced by the two of them. Yes. And they decide that they will head to the Lake of Life to yeah. get it back to safety. The Lake of Life. <laughs> um, Lego Lakes. <laughs> well, and, and they are led back to the lake by a series of wild Pokemon. Yeah, but don't they have a confrontation at that point first, or no? No? We don't see Team Rocket doing their thing? W- n- no? The next day we do. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they they go, uh, you know, they're led by numerous wild Pokemon first, and Ursaring, <laughs> then Stantler. Stantler cracked me up this movie i laughed yeah. so hard when stantler's voice actor just came out and said stantler it's the guy saying stantler and it's that one take the entire movie and i was like that that's living the dream right there like nothing fills me with more glee than a voice actor or actress doing a fucking pokemon impression because i wonder what would i do and the ferret the ferret like, one Jonathan, is trying we've got you in the booth ferret. i need you to voice a jump bluff jump bluff <laughs> like how um, many takes does that take how much alcohol do i need give it more louisiana jean bluff okay good yeah mm-hmm. uh but i could take direction very well there's all these like little <laughs> things that we now know with like the dubbing process because there's a moment in there that i only as a man in my 30s only noticed this time <laughs> is that when ursa ring approaches it goes guma because it's like because <laughs> guma guma a because it's japanese name is Ringuma, so uh. it's it's they didn't change its japanese mm-hmm. dialogue which is what they do for a lot of these but yeah. in that case but it's a it's an ursa ring then stantler the stantler then Frit. who lead them <laughs> to this lake um and celebi goes for a swim <laughs> looks it's, like he's going for a swim it's very happy it's hydrated it's yeah. in its place uh it like treats uh you know Sam and Ash to like a psychic flight heals Misty's knee which she twisted because she fought before Oh yeah, me, that's uh, what I was saying. Yeah, they oh, have yeah. a little my, fight. My yeah. yeah, my summary is out of order. I apologize. Mm. They do with Charmeleon and Bayleaf. How could you forget? Well, they do briefly uh, encounter the Marauder of, like b- prior to that, yeah. and then because Team Rocket and you know the trio are about to to like confront the group as well, uh, but they you know the 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 trio falls out of a tree. They're kind of left behind. They're left on a limb. And then, uh, you know, they're picked up by the Iron Mask Marauder, who Jesse recognizes as kind of a big deal within Team Rocket. Uh, and the Iron Mask Marauder sends out his Scizor and Sneasel. Yeah. Uh, both, I think... Well, Sneasel, this was its first appearance, I think. Sneasel! Uh, I think, had but that... Sneasel's in, like, every Pokemon movie for some reason. People love Sneasel. I love and Sneasel. Weevil. And Weavile, yeah. We'll see them in the Jirachi movie, I think. They're, like, one of the most recurring mons in everything, I, so... They're, like, the ninja-esque evil Pokemon, I guess. Um, but in the process, like, you know, uh, you know, Ash and, and Sammy fought the Scizor and the Sneasel using, you know, Ash uses Bayleaf briefly, and using his old-timey wind-up Pokeball, uh, Sammy sends out Charmeleon, thus yeah. confirming that and Professor then, Oak had a Charmeleon And then Sammy point. demonstrates battle prowess by being like, you have to concentrate, they're using double-team. Yes. 
And Ash, which Ash should know, but... But doesn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they kind of leave Sneasel and Scizor tied up, and yeah. when the Iron Mask Marauder comes upon them, you know, the, the, the Pokemon, he's like, hmm, these kids might be putting up sort yeah. of a fight. Interesting. Yeah. And, so, mm-hmm. But then the scene at the lake happens. Yeah, Celebi's healed, takes them for a flying adventure, then they have this weird bonding moment at night where they see all this Butterfree hatch. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the that's later that night when they're all when everyone's asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy is staying up to do his famous sketch of Pikachu and Celebi. You sure they're just friends, Dad? And uh, you know, uh, Ash also awakens. <laughs> he like praises the drawings, but then Ash is kind of insensitively like, I, 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 I'm just lucky I'm not <laughs> yeah, in another time like you in are. A timeline like you are." And Sammy's upset, and he's just kind of like, you know. I, I would be okay adapting to this, but I assume my mom would be worried about me. Like, does your mom worry about you? And he's like, yeah, but that's what moms do, I guess. And that's kind of what happens. I'm sure your mom is hot, though. But then they... they... Delia. Yeah, and then they... uh... (laughs) But then they witness a bunch of Metapods evolving into Butterfree. A very beautiful little scene. Pokemon Snap moment, yeah. And, you know, but Ash ties it in very loosely. He's like, just like those Butterfree, I want you to be free to, to go back in time someday. I want your butt, Sam. Ooh, not not the way that was supposed to come out. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's their, their bonding moment. Um, and, you know, so the next day they are still with Celebi. Heading back to the village. Heading back to the village because it's kind of like a sight line. There's like a giant tree that's mm-hmm. where that village is. Um, but they are once again cornered by the Iron Mask Marauder, who uses a Dark Ball to capture Celebi. And this is the, this is the all is lost moment yeah, of the film. Jonathan of the film. Dark evil arc has begun. Still looks like Jonathan, but, but just... pupils dilated. Pupils yeah. dilated. Yeah, which is how I am now. Uh, <laughs> just plotting Dan's fucking end. And, you know, all of the, the wild Pokemon kind of gather to kind of set Celebi free... But the Iron Mask Marauder's like, it's already too late. He's evil, you I see. have your friend. Yeah. He sends out Celebi again, now, you know, dark and evil. Uh, and Celebi demonstrates its immense, presumably artificially tripled power. Yeah, psychic power. And, you know, just pushes aside all of its friends using its psychic powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, scaring away the Pokemon of the forest and damaging a lot of the forest in the process, too. And then sucking up Jesse. Sucking up Jesse because the Iron Mask Marauder's like, okay, now take this to the next level, start showing them your your true power. Mm-hmm. And it starts to do that by creating, like, this nest of branches and, and twigs and everything and such, yeah. around it, uh, you know, which Jesse is sucked into in the process. Yeah. Uh, Mr. White and his airship arrive, along with Toa and Diana. Who noticed something suspicious was going on in that forest. Yeah. Um, so they, they follow along after the Iron Mask Marauder, and, and James and Meowth are also tagging along too, because they're concerned about Jesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as the Iron Mask Marauder keeps pushing Celebi further, it morphs its nest into the famous... Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy Nine graphically. Honestly. Uh... Eldritch Abomination. I mean, it, seen with new eyes as a 30-year-old, this yes. is just Final Fantasy IX important, imported into this film. It is, yeah. It's it's a twig monster that you would mm-hmm. face in a forest level in, yeah. in, in a Final Fantasy game, and uh, it has a very powerful beam at yeah. its disposal that it, yeah. that it uses to wipe out vast swaths of this forest. Mm-hmm. And um, Jesse is there, hung upside down for fan service. It's like, all right. 
Yeah. But as a witness to my power to show Giovanni. And I was like, oh, I wish Mass Marauder got a little more backstory here. Because why is he so pissed at Giovanni? Yeah, well, he's treacherous. He's yeah. like, I like, I, like, oh, Jesse, I'm not taking Celebi to the boss. Yeah. I'm going to use Celebi to overthrow the boss mm. and then take over everything for myself. Yeah. And, and Jesse... You know, the trio at this point is still very loyal. They're always loyal to Giovanni, mm-hmm. so that they're not... Jesse's not happy to hear that. But mm-hmm. the Iron Mask Marauder has bigger plans than just, you know, sticking with Team Rocket. He wants to now use Celebi to conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's... it's the, the Celebi creature is rampaging. Again, it has access to, you know, uh, a beam and everything. Uh, and, and in the distance... Suicune... Senses something's off. Some shit, shit's yeah, going and on. And does some 3D animated ballet moves that I'm like, Ooh. Bounds down yeah. the cliff, because it's going to have to... Gracefully, with <laughs> skewing legs and such. It's going to have to take matters into its own hands. Yeah. Uh, but Suicune does eventually arrive on the scene and, like, offers to give Ash and Sam a ride, mm-hmm. uh, because they all need to team up to save Celebi. Like, Suicune seems to be aware of what's going on, so it needs to, you know... It hops them up yeah. to... It's the North Wind. It's back. The the shoulder of this giant abomination. I have to Celebi... mention, though, hold on before you continue oh, yeah. on. Your boy Tyrantar gets yeeted. Oh, well, that's and... that's the, in this that's oh, in this oh, scene that's okay, playing okay. out. All right. Um, because, you know, the group arrives. Suicune's trying to get Ash and Sam up to the shoulder. Yeah. And down below, the Iron Mask Marauder sends out his Tyranitar <laughs> to battle the group again. And Brock goes, I have my Onyx here. Surely Onyx will do something. Onyx gets to do something. One thing. Uh, it, it's kind of seemingly outmatched by, by you know, Tyranitar. Tyranitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyranitar is briefly put on the back foot by Suicune, you know, hitting it with, like, a super effective bubble beam attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, when Onyx finally gets an edge, it just fucking yeets Tyranitar <laughs> into the lake. <laughs> like we it, would assume Tyranitar is dead till the end of the movie. Because it's a rock type, and Yikes. it's heavy, yeah. uh, but, but yeah, that, I always remembered that as a kid. Onyx just swipes it mm-hmm. and hits it into the lake, and I'm like, that's... Mm-hmm. That's one way to decisively end a Pokemon battle that we've never seen and never see again. Uh, but, you know, they get up there, but, you know, Suicune is kind of entangled by Celebi's psychic vines and shocked with its dark power. Ash and um, Sammy are falling, only to be rescued by Jesse, who's yeah. like, Celebi's just above us. Yeah. Let me out. <laughs> so you're just like, go and stop him because yeah. this, 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 you know, this guy is bad news. It's too evil for me. So Ash and Sammy do climb into the interior of this, you know, uh, giant dark nest um, where they they come across Celebi and they manage to get through to it by reminding it of all the good times they had in the in the all the four hours of good times we've had. Um, But Celebi manages to break free of remember Burger King, Jonathan, remember Bennigan's, remember Popeye's, remember the mac and cheese at Bennigan's and the potato skins. Uh, and... Oh, we forgot their whole berry orgy that they have. Well, they, yeah, at some point they eat, ate eat berries. berries together. Yeah. Yeah, previously, they, had, they that was one of the good memories yeah. they had, was that they were eating these red berries yeah. that were also baked into the bread. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, they managed to snap Celebi out of it. The dark ball that the Marauder has explodes, uh, so, you know, signifying that Celebi is now free. Uh, but Celebi is gravely injured in the process of this. Mm. Uh, it... it, it you know, it used all of its power yeah. to, you know, kind of... Like me seeing two shows in a day, used all its power. No electrolytes sucked left. Sucked up, yeah. 
Only alcohol to fuel it. <laughs> so it does manage to safely lower Ash and Sam back to the lake, but Celebi is dry. It's dry. And it is deceased, seemingly. Yeah. Um, there, you know, uh, the Iron Mask Marauder in the in the meantime is kind of like, uh, you know, he's still up and about trying get, to do get something. Jump scare in. I was a little frightened by this yeah, moment. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but he comes he's... out of the lake and just snatches Celebi by the throat. Yeah, because he's not gone yet. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but but Celebi is you know dry. It's dying, and Ash tries dunking it back into the water, but the water is it's tainted. Dirty. It's dirty, you see. But they do have Suicune on hand. Yeah, yeah. Who Misty. You... Wait, no, the one girl. Diana. Diana's like, oh, Suicune's here. And Suicune's like, I guess. Yeah, if you need yeah, me to, I'll whatever. It prance beautifully on the water. But and it does. It. Yeah. it purifies the lake, but that is still not enough to bring Celebi back to yeah. life. So then we get another famous scene where Ash is weeping, trying to feed yeah, berries to the, the desiccated Celebi. Chicken nugget, Jonathan, chicken nugget. <laughs> it's, it's rolling down into the lake water. Honestly. Sam is also crying because, you know, a human was responsible for this yeah. and Celebi is paying the price. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, a very sad music number kicks in, mm. and other Celebes... It's the la-di-di-da. <laughs> ...emerge. Yeah, Jonathan got an hour in the booth to record this one. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a Celebe Said, song. All right, I'll make it up on the... La-di-di-da. Well, technically we needed two Celebe La-di-da. songs, but we get the, well, I, the other one at I the end. I have nothing to do with that second song. Um, but all of the other Celebes from past, present, and future emerge through this time portal. <laughs> to heal their brethren. To heal the yeah. Celebi that we've come to know and love. Through time and magics. they do succeed, but then the jump scare with the Mass Marauder happens. Mm-hmm. He tries to, you know, one Strangle. final attempt yeah. to take Celebi. Yikes. Um, but in the process, uh, he is, you know, they're kind of like, I think they're like levitated up into well, the sky. Ashes on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the Marauder is kind of knocked out of the sky, he tumbles through the trees, his mask is broken, yeah. and he, he's just a regular man. He's apprehended by a bunch of angry Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. You know, Eaten by bears. He's tied up in, like, an Aradios's web, and then I think Grandma Toa comes up and, like, canes him, and he's like, you bitch. <laughs> like, like, you know, because he's, uh, presumably he's going to jail at yeah. this point. Pokey jail. Um, but, you know, Celebi is okay, and once again, hope has been restored to the forest. Um, Celebi then takes Sam back to his own time, and he promises to reunite with Ash one day in the future. They had more more than a little friendship, a little day relationship going on here. I I don't know. Could be. Uh, you know, so all of the, the Marauders <laughs> previously, you know, Dark Bald yeah. Pokemon Tyrantor are free. And Sneasel and the other and Scizor. Yeah, Scizor. They yeah. all go free, uh, to, to live in the woods in peace. Um, and Ash, Misty, and Brock place another call to Professor Oak. Uh, but Ash is definitely sad, you know, saddened by the fact that Sammy had to return to his own time. Why such tears, Ash? But Professor Oak is like, well, I have a feeling that you'll meet this Sammy again, and that you've technically been best friends forever. <laughs> Shut up, Professor. <laughs> you and Ash is me. like, whatever. Yeah. But Misty does point out, like, how does he know that the kid's name was Sam? We never we mentioned that. And everyone's like, Shut up, Misty. <laughs> and then back in his lab, Professor uh, Samuel Oak mm-hmm. uh, is looking through his things, and he comes across his old sketchbook. My sketchbook. 
containing the yeah. drawing of Pikachu and Celebi, thus confirming <gasps> that Sam was Sam Oak the entire that time. Sam Oak was Professor Oak the whole time? Ben Kenobi was Obi-Wan Kenobi the whole time. Wow. Um, what a twist. So then, uh, you know, the, the end credits kick in. Yeah. For half the movie. With uh, the famous song, Sella, Sella B-R-A-T-E, no, which is... This is like me. Dan's like, here's a random legendary, Jonathan. I need you to write a song about it. In ten minutes. Yeah, you will see the things you've done. <sighs> just, you know, when you're out of time, just hit rewind. Yikes. Sella B-R-A-T-E. You know this Celebrate. is on Dan's iPod somewhere. I wish. I think it's gone. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, and then over the end credits, we get the original Japanese scene mm-hmm. of Tracy stumbling across the sketchbook in Professor Oak's belongings. Because yeah. they're doing spring cleaning. Yep. Uh, you know, and then that was, that would have been the only indicator of the twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Jesse is at peace, swimming <laughs> in the lake. Yeah, Dan Grant and Jonathan are all reunited in this lake. Yeah, as Tyranitar kind of whooshes past them signifying that it's also going free into the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't have to blast off. They just kind of take a Float moment away. to relax in the mineral water, uh, the Celebi-infused lake water, uh, and they get a, a, a semi-happy ending here. Yep. And that is the, the movie. Celebi movie. Yeah. yeah, we did it, Dad. Pokemon Forever. And it didn't, it didn't take forever. No, it felt in like fact, it, it went by too yeah. fast, yeah. You know, so we'll see if the next one does, but... Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a story for a different time. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, those waters are going to be flowing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so any final thoughts? I I liked it. Definitely that I've seen it all the way through. Um, as I said before, not my favorite of the four that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Definitely ranked at the bottom because there's less plot going on, less Pokemon involved. It's a very simplistic thing. Feels like a longer episode. It does. But I do like the Pokemon we're in. I do like the attempts at world building. And time travel and mm-hmm. connecting that, I just wish it would have stayed throughout the entire series instead of just this one movie. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's harmless. It's innocuous. It's B. Yeah. I, I don't rank it above or below any of the previous movies. Oh, I mean, so I you think just don't rank it then, huh? I, I, I don't. I, I think you know that 2000 is probably my yeah. favorite I forget so how far. I rank them, but I rank them weird compared to you two. Like, I was like, I think I liked three the most. Yeah, yeah. I think we had, like, different... It was like three, two, one for me. Opinions. And then I guess this is four. But I don't remember. I'll have to re-listen. I want to say that mine was two, one, three, but I don't I don't remember. That I could be Grant, misinformation. I think Grant rated it the same that you did. Yeah. Um, But I, I don't hate any of them. Uh, and, and I agree with what you said. Like, it would have been cool if future Pokemon movies had had, like, these plot points in them. You know, related to things in the main series to find, you know, to fill in some development for not only the other characters, but even Team Rocket. You were talking about it would be cool to get, like, a Team Rocket-centric movie, yes. uh, which we never did, really. Um, we're not counting Mewtwo Returns, no. most likely. Uh, probably not... I want to say we're not watching, because we might have to, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoy this one. It For its, like, attempt at having a semi-creative story for its time... And for the the scant attempts at, like, Miyazaki forest visuals, uh, I just wish that that had been consistent throughout the rest of mm-hmm. this forest. Because I think the Johto games especially lent themselves well to that, so if there was ever a chance to do it, it was here. Yeah. And they kind of didn't. But, but yeah, still happy to have watched it, and happy right. to have shared it. Okay. So, 
Is there anywhere that our audience can reach you, sir? Well, you could travel through time. Yes. A piece of raspberry bread. Yes. <laughs> and present it to me at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and Drink and Read JK on uh, TikTok and X. And you can follow my other podcasts, including Nightcaps of the Fear. And if you're checking out Dune 2 sometime, maybe mm-hmm. uh, Drink and Read the podcast where we re-cra- recap. Recap. <laughs> recap. Just be kind and hit rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> certain pieces of literature. But I'll be happy to see you there. Of no Pokemon there. Of course. <laughs> Uh, and you can, if you want Pokemon, you can follow me <laughs> on Instagram, uh, X and Threads as King underscore Danis, where I have lots of artwork that I will be getting up soon. Mm. Uh, Jonathan, do we have a preview for next week's festivities? We do. Sinister Six is back, baby. It is. With a vengeance. Uh, classy, cheesy, and trashy. Of course. All in full flow. There are two that Dan will love and one that Dan will hate, so we'll see how the odds are in his favor. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't destabilize the forest too much, and it mm-hmm. will end up being a cause to, you know, sell a B-R-A-T-E. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Stantler. I'm gonna go S-L-E-E-P. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>